This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network, the least topical podcast on the internet. Today's topic was garlic. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And this is episode number 278. Last Robust. Week, Adam, we talked about city nicknames. And yeah. I learned a thing or two. I learned about the Liberty Bell. That's for sure. Yeah, I learned about the Liberty Bell. Charm City. Baltimore being mm. Charm City really has stuck with me as being like a not just a nice one. That's mm-hmm. a nice one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I realize in retrospect that we try and get in at least one question or request to the listeners at home for them right. to um, do some, I don't know, correspondence yes. with, uh, <laughs> with you and I. In God's I realize yeah. that everyone lives in a town, and most towns or most cities have some sort of interesting nickname. So a belated request to the No Joke Nation, if you live in a town or a city that has an interesting nickname or something on the license plate that makes you laugh, send that over to No Joke Pod at gmail.com because we want to know what your city or town nickname is yes yes absolutely does uh rockville center long island have a nickname i know I long think... island hmm. at large sometimes is referred to as strong island yeah in retrospect i'm starting to wonder do towns have nicknames <laughs> you definitely have like team mascots but like does the whole town is the whole town a cyclone i don't think that rockville center was a cyclone i think my high school was the cyclone was the cyclones that's so hmm. interesting yeah might have been a false request just sent there so maybe that's just for the city kids city kids tell us what your city's yeah. nickname is <laughs> Exactly. Surprised we didn't get around to Beantown, Boston being the city Beantown, mm. which is also a nickname that I was never quite sure. Mm. Beantown. Bean yeah. Beantown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good, exactly. Good question. Good question. Um, Adam, I don't want to pat myself on my digital back, but pat, I, did pat, do, pat. I did do a Bean tweet recently. Oh, and did maybe, you? And maybe you'd like to hear it. I would love to, Bill. Yeah. All right. Yeah, great. In fact, Adam, let's say that moving forward, if either one of us ever has a bean tweet that they feel um, inclined to share, that it should be a safe space to do it and they don't have to ask. Uh, I love that. I think that's a great policy moving forward. Any bean tweets can be read without sort of checking in or we don't mm-hmm. need to vet that with our partner beforehand. We can just go ahead and read it. Okay. Great. Good new great. rule. That's gross. Great new rule. Yeah. Great new rule, guys. Great new rule. <laughs> yeah. All right. We can leave this meeting feeling like we accomplished something. Definitely. Let's get to the first bean tweet. The first and only thus far. Ready? Yes. This comes to us from at Billy Scafiori. <laughs> Soaking your beans in water is a good way to focus on your lentil health. Okay, Billy. Now, Bill. Billy. Mm-hmm. Two William. birds. One punchline. <laughs> Two Can birds, you read one it punch. One, can you read it one more time for the folks in the back? Folks, listen up. This comes to us from listen up this time. Billy Scafiori. At okay. Billy Scafiori says, soaking your beans in water is a good way to focus on your lentil health. Now, let me just kind of go inside the tweet here. And because this Come is inside. a per- this is a per- <laughs> this is a perfect example of a silly billy tweet. And one, <laughs> the reason I say that is because this. It's nonsense, it's wordplay, it's mm-hmm. it's a at its heart is a pun, lentil health, mm-hmm. mental health, we love. Started there. Like, 
started there. But there is a spark of topicality. Mental health has been in the news recently. Simone Biles, Naomi Osaka, etc. So it it kisses the news headlines, but Mm -hmm. takes it in a silly Billy Bean direction. And that and is, folks, yeah. and folks, I think this is actually the kicker. If you can get this in your tweets as well, then people if people can learn from your tweets, then that's just a win on top of a win. <laughs> yes. And the fact is that if you do soak your beans <laughs> in water before you cook them, it yeah. is good for your <laughs> lentil health. So it sounds like a joke is a joke is also a fact. Yes. If you soak your beans in water, they will absorb the water and cook slower, deeper, better, faster, stronger. Like the Daft Punk song. I think that's what it's about. I think it's about lentil lentil treatment. Lentil Uh, health. It's about lentil health. I was going to say, Billy, you're almost the king of the joke fact, and I would almost call that a jacked, and you yourself are jacked. Again, that's just food for thought. Adam, tweet it. Maybe I just tweet that. Maybe I just tweet that so that I can read that tweet on a future episode of this podcast. That's right. That's right. Um, Adam, it's, I don't know if what we are going to talk about today is a member of the bean community. It's kind of right. the scallop of the vegetable community in Good a way. Good call. Good call. Um, but it is bean adjacent. And so I'm going to use this as the opportunity to segue into what we are going to try and talk Please. about today. Yes. Adam, today, thanks to the nojokepubliclist.com and about yep. 215 upvotes, you and I are going to try and talk about garlic. Yes, sir. Now, just as a point of fact, this has been at the top of the rankings of the No Joke Public List almost since the ins- – I want to say since the inception of the list itself. Facts. Garlic, for whatever Facts. reason, has been – you, the No Joke listeners, No Joke Nation, have been mm-hmm. on pins and needles clamoring, yes. clamoring yes. for an episode <laughs> – upvoting 200-plus times about an episode about garlic. Uh, I'm sure that you and I, Billy, have talked about garlic before mm. uh, in relation to uh, Italian delis, in relation to sure. sandwiches. In, rela- sure. in relation to any number of food-related episodes that we've done. But to really zone in on garlic and hone in on, on the garlic itself, I'm excited to do it. I am too. I think I want to get into the psychology of how garlic even got here in the first place, not literally right. on planet Earth. I mean on nojokepubliclist.com backslash right. 250 upvotes. <laughs> Great. So I'm thinking it's one of two things. The first one is, I'm, this is giving credit to the audience and to the listeners, someone yep. found a word and a thing that is just weird enough, right. just ubiquitous enough, used enough, but also never talked about enough, Correct. just weird enough to try and squeeze 40 minutes out of Billy and Adam. Someone <laughs> That's our specialty. Yeah, perfectly stuck the landing, and people were like, kudos, like a literal like applause with upvotes <laughs> saying, you, you, you nailed it. So that's one option. I like that. That option being like someone found that sweet spot, no joke, Billy and Adam's sweet spot mm-hmm. of random but but robust. Mm-hmm. And it's the rest of the no joke viral. community went viral. It went viral amongst the community. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's one. And the other is we said it and just forgot. Uh, yeah, yeah, we which is probably, up there too. I mean, that, like they're both probably. If Vegas was putting out odds, I'd say odds are even that one 50, of those 50. two things. Yeah, because we yeah. say a lot of stuff. You know, many, so many it's impossible stuff. to yeah. remember all the stuff. Exactly. Right. Uh, but 
That's right. So yeah, but but regardless of whether it was option one or option two, here we are, episode 278. We have officially arrived at Vine Garlic episode. Yes. Yes. Uh, We're here. We want to talk about cloves. We want to talk about bulbs. We want to talk about paste. Yeah. Wow. I didn't see paste. I thought you were in a rhythm and I was like, he's going to get stuck on the third one. We all know the bulb and we all know the clove. But when Adam said paste, garlic in a tube... We now know who's going to be leading this conversation. When someone name drops in a triplet, garlic paste, we know who's going to be leading. They are the expert, and today the expert may be Adam Lustig. Well, that's well, well, that that remains to be seen, but I appreciate that, Bill. Yes. Um, yeah. Before we dig deep into garlic um, and its uh, varieties of forms, yes. Yes. we do have to acknowledge one more thing from last week and from weeks prior. That is the No Joke Olympics. Yes. Folks, there is no update video-wise. However, last Correct. week, we asked... For you to hashtag, I'm losing sleep over the NJO, <laughs> if yeah. you are in fact losing sleep over the fact that Adam and I haven't pretended to do Olympic events and filmed it. Adam, pretended. yes. have you seen the results thus far? Have the hashtags I've, come in? I've checked out the Discord. I'm seeing sort of a trickling in of hashtags. It uh, More people than, frankly, I would have anticipated. Oh, no. Hashtag losing sleep over the NJO. So, oh, no. Uh, that's a wake-up call to me uh, as co-host and uh, uh, as 50% uh, you know, as half yeah. of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's a wake-up call to me. It seems like um, you know we talked about this last week. Saying what we're going to do, following through on that, becoming podcasters of mm-hmm. our word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so it's definitely it's definitely given me a lot to chew on. It seems like people uh, want us to throw melons in a field, and that's, that's right. That feels good. It feels good Dang. to be wanted like that. Yeah. There's a at least a baker's does across various social media platforms yeah. that have told us I'm losing sleep over Lose, the NJO. And Adam, sleep. now that we know this information, now that we know that there are zombie. No joke listener fans out there who right. haven't slept in weeks waiting yeah. for us to upload this content. Yes. What do we do? Do we say we will do the NJO, we will film the No Joke Olympics, or Adam, do we say let's give it another week to see if more people are losing sleep over the NJO? It's a great question. Do we commit right now to something we've already committed to? Or <laughs> or do we further punt the decision uh, down the road a little mm-hmm. bit uh, mm-hmm. to give ourselves more time to be indecisive about it? And social now, my, media interaction. And so where more people will juice, tweet at us and use the Discord hashtag. Juice that um, engagement. We want to yes. prime that engagement pump. Mm-hmm. We're looking to engage. That's my instinct because I'm an yeah, indecisive I'm person by name. Yeah. I'm punting. Punt. I'm punting. Punt. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. We'll punt this for as long as we need to. We'll punt this across multiple football fields if that's what this bit requires. But we're we'll punt it another week. We'll so punt it us, until no pod. You can email us nojokepod at gmail.com or on the Discord. Just let us know if you're losing sleep over the NJO. Adam One. going to an act break. We'll come back and then talk some garlic. Sounds good, buddy. All right. Uh, what do you say that you and I just talk in our sleep in the act break? I- Billion Adam Melons. They're tossing melons in a field that they find. I, I need it. I need them to toss those melons. Soaking your beans in water is a good way to focus on your lentil health. Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. Today we're talking garlic, uh, and those were ripped from the headlines, documentary footage of Billy and I uh, speaking in our sleep. Uh, funny how when we speak in our sleep, it sounds like we're dying. 
like we've been stabbed yeah. and are bleeding out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but is that – I would say that uh, like near death is actually more appropriate than full-throated. When you see people sleepwalking yeah. full-throated conversations, it's like go away from me. Stay right. away. Right. You know, it's like a polar bear. It's true. I, I, I do wonder yeah, – yeah, exactly. Uh, we, we've talked about this before. Both of us – well, you, you've done your fair share of sleepwalking in your life a little when bit. I was a, when I was a when little kid, a, I did. But that has yeah. changed. I no longer do, I don't believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is funny because I do kind of feel like – I mean, we're jo- it's like, yes, we're tired, we're sleepy. So it's like when you think about sleep talking, you assume that it's like mumbled and muttered. But right. part of me actually think that it pro- more often than not – I'd be curious what the stats are on this. But like I-, I would imagine that a lot of sleep talking is like weirdly full-throated, full-voiced, just mm. like, lo- mm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. loud and clear as a bell. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what's not great when it's loud and clear as a bell. Um, snoring. Yeah. <laughs> Snoring's yeah, tough. tough. And I feel very blessed to have never been a snorer or been in the company of where it's like yes. um, to keep me up because it's tough to be the snorer, of course, for a number of reasons. A, you can't sleep. And B, you right. can't control it when you are asleep. But yeah. it's also tough to be the snorer's partner. In very fact, tough. I would watch a Disney movie called The Snorer's Partner <laughs> or something like that where you think it's about the snorer, but really it's about the it's snorer's about the part- partner. The partner who really has to endure – who suffers worse, the snorer right. or the snorer's partner? Yeah. But they're, they're, they're not getting full-throated conversations from their sleeping partner. They're getting full-nosed conversations and that's a that's its own challenge yeah yeah i've often wanted to do i'm i it's funny because i never identified as a snorer but mm. maggie has actually told me over the years that's like you do actually snore that's Maybe how everybody you find does out. to some degree it's, yeah exactly it's the only way it's the it's only like way intervention. to find out others exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Um, all right but i've always been curious about doing a sleep study but then like i see photos of like sleep studies and stuff and it's like you get so many it's like so many wires and plugs and like mm. i don't know it looks yeah. a little like et crazy but i do kind of you know I've i'm a dummy i'm a big dummy and i like to see all those wires and plugs the more plugs you can put on somebody during a test the more i'm like this is legit this is legitimate you know this i'm is certain legitimate. that there's it only would require one really good plug but if you could put like 60 plugs on someone i'm like this is as legit as 2021 can be. be because what it indicates is wow this room has a lot of outlets mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. a lot of power a lot of, about, this no. business must be legit they don't care about their electric bills they're going to plug in as much as they want <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. exactly yep yep all right so it's 14 minutes into this podcast we haven't for a second talked about garlic except no, saying no. it's kind of like a uh, nut or a bean so uh good start exactly. there Good start. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I want to start, Billy. Let's just talk about uh, garlic moments in popular culture because, mm-hmm. uh, of course, uh, two specific things come to mind. Uh, one is the iconic scene in Goodfellas where they're in jail and they're making food. Do you know what yeah. I'm going to say? Yeah. And uh, what's the actor's name? Paul Sorvino, who's like one of the guys there, is like chopping garlic so thinly and yes. like so, so thin. And there's like this loving, lingering shot of like mm-hmm. just – a, a close-up of like just the garlic being cut and i think that that forever for me like was like an indelible like indelibly sort of etched in my brain i was like oh garlic is a maze i love that I to love me this. was the that shot was the equivalent of that shot of the garlic was the equivalent of like the beautiful woman in the film who got, got yeah, it, introduced in 90s movies where it was exactly. like we're gonna hold for five seconds so that to make sure that you all fall in love with her correct um, that's what that shot of garlic felt like correct. and of course an Italian cultured movie would try and show love through a shot of garlic. Food. In, yeah. It's like it's the most loved child 
Like it's the most loved ingredient. It is like central to the whole experience. So of course, an Italian director for an Italian audience. Yes. Check out the garlic. Yes. Um, I mean, garlic to me is like, um, I mean, I know nothing about its history. I know nothing about like, it's no. sort of like whatever. No. Uh, but to me, like I, it is always a welcome flow. To me, like I mm-hmm. love it. I have an endless appetite for it. I get that it has like breath ramifications and like breath That's consequences. True. That's true. That is <laughs> another pop cultural reference where like, we'll just dig into that breath thing real quick yes, if you don't mind. Please. But just like um, it would be a punchline in 90s sitcoms. Where it'd be like, but I just had garlic. Exactly. Garlic breath has become sort of an, a cultural entity in and of itself. It's like mm-hmm. you have garlic breath, which I right. always thought was like, uh, which I get. Okay, fine. Yes, true. Um, but uh, to me, like I cannot I, – I have a seemingly endless appetite for garlic. The more garlic you put in mashed potatoes on top of garlic fries in thine hummus, yeah. I'm yes. here for it forever. I feel like we as an American culture have all grown up a little bit. To Good like call. to garlic, like to have that <laughs> sprinkled on our fries now isn't like a question. It's like, oh yeah, garlic fries sounds great, you know. But like, if we were to tell our grandfather, you know, that we're putting garlic on our French fries, they might be like, not in this house, boy. If that makes not in sense. this house, it seems a little Euro. There's something that seems yeah. a little a little European about it. Is yeah. it just we're going back to the breath for a second? Yeah. Can you think of another food that has a negative breath PR campaign? Of course, Good cigarettes, call. but like, yeah. it feels like. It feels like that was a targeted hit. They were like, garlic is too perfect. It's just too beloved. <laughs> we need to have like, a negative hit campaign. Like, I can't think of anything else. Like, Parmesan cheese has a strong flavor, but like, do you, you don't never hear about breath? parm breath? Exactly. I would say the only other food that qualifies is coffee. I would say mm, I would say breath. like coffee breath has a has a is a thing that is recognizable as undesirable. I would say wow. coffee and garlic, ironically, two maybe my two favorite foods. <laughs> yep, isn't that interesting? Um, so I'm no detective, and honestly, I'm no private eye. Um, but if I had to kind of figure out where did this negative breath campaign, this hit piece, this yes. hit job on yes. big garlic come from, yes. and I'm looking around and I'm looking at, you know, green onions and I'm looking at yeah. other sort of like farmland that feels like it might compete with it in some capacity. Right. But who I'm pointing fingers at is big coffee. <laughs> Big coffee. Big, yeah. big coffee. Big yeah. coffee has had a negative breath campaign for so long that they said, we need to take some of this pressure off of us. Deflect. We need to, like, we need to deflect. Just take yeah. some of this campaign off of us. Other <laughs> foods give you bad breath. Big coffee goes after someone they would never yeah. expect to go after. Big garlic. And it it's works. It's like – and it worked per- worked like a charm. So, like, kudos to Big Coffee. This was a sinister mm. ploy that you have executed mm-hmm. to perfection mm-hmm. because the sort of food, the co- sort of, like, first cultural association with bad breath when it comes mm-hmm. to food, ha- I think is garlic over coffee at this point. So I think you're right, Bill. I think so, coffee yeah, – yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And if I may put out one more other culprit, let's just say Please. that whoever put me up to this – and again, I'm no private eye and I'm no detective. But if someone paid me to do this case, I'll say I have a second person that I'm kind of following right now. Let's hear and it. This might surprise you. Okay. This might surprise you. I'm holding on to my butt. The other big group that yeah. put out the garlic is bad for your breath campaign. Okay. The Catholic Church. Okay, now how did we get here, Bill? Because I know you're no private eye. That's been confirmed. But how did we get to the Catholic Church? That's also confirmed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Adam, let me ask you this. What is the first and fastest way – what is the first step in young children um, having sexual relations at a too young age? Smooching. Uh, 
smooching. smooching. So I'm going to get ahead of that because that conversation could have went sideways. Great. Smooching. The answer was smooching that we Got were it. looking for. Got Where it. do kids usually smooch? In the fast food restaurant parking lot. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. Good do call. they eat right before that smooch? Oh, no, garlic and onions. Yeah, good and call. So I think that they went after breath as a way to stop kids from... Discourage smooching. Interesting. Discourage smooching and then premarital relations. Interesting. That's sort of a long game by the church there, but I mm-hmm. wouldn't pass put anything past those uh, those slippery mm-hmm. folks over there at the Catholic Church. I think mm-hmm. you're right about that. So between big coffee, between big religion, it's like mm-hmm. what chance mm-hmm. did gar- garlic, our modest, garlic. meager oh. plant, just doing it, its best, growing in beautiful bulbs. The uh, scallop of a, the barn. The scallop of the barn. <laughs> A little annoying to peel. It's just yeah. doing it. It's just doing its thing, and all of a sudden, yeah. it gets this negative hit campaign. Like you're saying, coming from yes. all directions, coming from Big Java, coming from yep. Big Christ, and yes. they're and they are leveling these these horrible hit campaigns against garlic. But it has not dissuaded me. I will eat garlic every chance I get. Breath be yes. damned. And maybe I've yes. lost friends. Maybe I. Yes. Maybe maybe there's been a situation where I could have made a friend, uh, but my garlic breath dissuaded them. And honestly, yes. so be it. You were never a friend to begin with that's right that's right i choose garlic and if you choose garlic and if you choose garlic feel free on twitter the discord or email us with the simple phrase i choose garlic (laughs) let's champion this little bean of a vegetable or whatever the heck it is while we can i choose garlic and do you choose garlic i want to go on the record and say i choose garlic Adam, let's go into an act break and say it one more time for the people in the back. A nice, clean, I choose garlic. No need to say it. We've both said it multiple times. But now yeah. let's do it in an act break setting. Yeah. So it's formal. Back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So now it'll be normal. And now it's paid. <laughs> now we can get paid by garlic. Maybe garlic will send us some sort of Venmo. Um, but let's go to the act break and say, I choose garlic and come back and keep garlicking. I choose garlic. I choose garlic. Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. Today we are discussing garlic, which apparently I have some incredibly strong feelings about, which is sort of occurring to me over the course of this episode. I choose it and I stand by it and I defend it and I support it. And Adam, this is why it's going to shock you, um, though it won't because you mentioned it earlier, that garlic has a couple flaws. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. But Let's we love st- her for her flaws. But also, yes, she's not perfect, of course. We love her. I would say we love her with her flaws. I don't right. necessarily love her for her flaws. Fair. If we can That's improve fair. on these flaws, your boy's fine with it. Wouldn't yeah. be mad. And you mentioned it earlier. Let's discuss how taking off that paper edge can sometimes Stop. get sticky, icky, icky. It's just annoying. It's time. It's more time consuming than you think it should be to remove mm-hmm. that first layer of film. I mean, it is like the onion when you're peeling an onion. Layers of the onion, we get it. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the good that you're right. It does feel like nature's paper. It feels like nature put it in a little thin paper bag mm-hmm. for you to inconveniently unwrap. This feels like one of those like weird habitual things that nobody knows they actually do until they stop and look at the, how they do it. But do okay. you have a – I'll start with how I do it for clarification. But do you have a way of opening garlic? I will take a garlic that's still in Mother Nature's paper yes. and I'll crush it in my hand. And yeah. that will kind of just like snap off areas of paper that I will then proceed to peel. 
Is that how you do it, or do you, do you take off the first layer of paper in your own way? No, I crush. I crush, and and mm. I, I, there's no rhyme or reason. I, I'm sort of go at it. I have a bit of an aggro way to do it. I mean, I, I'm with you. <laughs> I could see this frustrating you, and you being like, "This is so stupid." Like, it's just so stupid. come on, so stupid. Come on, just give me the garlic. I, I, I'm 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 with you. I think that. I mean, isn't that like sort of a chef? Uh, I mean, I feel like that's also like a formal like chef way to do it. You like smash it under the flat of the knife, right? Yeah, isn't that like the way right. to do it or whatever? They do <laughs> smash it under the flat of the knife. That's true. Yeah, yeah. They, like, I'm also realizing now too, Adam, that when you would give give gifts, maybe call it like in a Harvard sailing team setting, or just yes. like when I witnessed you give gifts, and it's well discussed territory, so we don't have to go into yes. it. Yes, but of all of the factors of the gift giving experience, the one that yes. it seemed like you gave the least shits about in a yeah. situation where very few shits were given at all correct um was the wrapping correct it doesn't seem like you like appreciated like others might um the the process of putting on or taking off wrapping and i only bring that up to now zoom back to garlic and realize how you would just be frustrated by how this is unnecessary and could be improved this is why folks Get out there, get yourself a podcast with a dear old friend because mm-hmm. I think that is mm-hmm. an apt, I think that is a poignant uh, connection that mm-hmm. I may maybe would not have made myself. Mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right when it comes to my my psychology vis-a-vis things in that are wrapped. Yes. Uh, I want to get to the thing. I'm inconvenienced by the wrapping. Garlic, although I love thee, is no exception. So that is so definitely a flaw. Yeah. Okay, good to know. <clears throat> let yeah. me toss out a few different things that need Great. to be unwrapped and you tell me if you are inherently frustrated thinking about having to unwrap them. Great. Okay. Great. A banana. Fun. No, no, I like that. That's part of it. Uh, it's fun. The wrap because the the reason that to me the banana peel peeling the banana doesn't frustrate me is because it is thine own container. So it's mm. not to be peeled and immediately discarded. It's to be peeled oh. and used in the process oh. of eating thine banana. It feels functional. Okay. It feels uh, profound. Okay. So great. no. Not frustrating. Okay, great. Thank you for the question. Yeah. So, uh, moving on. Okay. <laughs> a, tang- a tangerine. Yeah, a, a, a little bit, a little bit more. Not as frustrating as garlic. Certainly more frustrating than, than a banana. I don't like the visceral feeling of orange peel under my nails. That is something mm-hmm. that I, I just, I don't know who mm-hmm. would like that. But you, d- However, you discard it's that. Yeah. You discard that one. That one comes off pretty easy, but you discard yeah. it. So yeah. it's okay. Just want to point that out. You do discard it. Uh, uh, um, uh, while and while I don't like the feeling of orange peel under my nails, what I do actually like is the lingering aroma. And well, so, okay, so that's it, interesting. That's interesting that you say orange peels because I was yeah. talking about specifically tangerines where the skin tangerines. comes off easy. Oranges are a little harder. Sometimes oranges they require a tricky. knife. And yeah. yeah, on that scale, um, do you mind it more or less than a garlic? More, um. Uh, um Little California cutie tangerine that comes off almost like one fell swoop, easy, don't mind it as much as garlic. Big, hunky, weird, naturally growing, awkward, idiosyncratic orange that takes hacks and now with the white pith and now you got the orange part off and the pith is there and now you got to do the pith. That is on the level of garlic annoyance to me personally. On the, on the level, level, but Adam, in the in the annoying Olympics, yeah. I think we can actually just check this one off the list right now and just do the annoying Olympics. Okay. In the annoying Olympics category, um, peeling an orange versus peeling a garlic, who is the worst of the two? 
Um, I would say, and I'm surprising myself when I say this, I would say orange. Orange annoys yes, me more. I, I would agree. say the orange annoys me more. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Talking about those various like Earth's crusts. Get out of here, like, crust. If it's like <laughs> full peel, thick white, softer white, now skin, Correct. maybe edible skin. There's a yes. lot. Yeah. There's a lot there's of guesswork. A ton going on. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's a ton going on. Yeah. So I would put orange that gets the slight, uh, the slight edge there in terms of being a little bit more annoying to me. Yeah. And now, Adam, you might know the answer to this question. Why okay. do vampires or just Dracula hate garlic? That's what I was going to ask you, to be honest, Bill. And I know no, you're, you're, you know, you're the sci-fi guy. Well, you know me. I love sci. I love fi. But <laughs> you, <laughs> you uh, are an unofficial, unlicensed, basically private detective. You're not That's a private true. detective. You're not That's one. That's true. You're not one. That's but true. You sometimes can do the job of one. Anyway, I don't know why. Why so don't I, if, vampires okay, so like garlic? Listen, I'm not honestly. I'm not a private eye, and I'm not a detective. Right. But if I was going to point the finger at who created that campaign associating vampires dracula with garlic here we go you're gonna look around the world east west north and south for clues okay and you're gonna go back to garlic and say we're still looking and then get out there again east west north south go back to garlic say we're still looking and you know the one place where you didn't look the whole time where where the garlic stops vampires and dracula's campaign came from where under garlic's roof, garlic itself. Now you are in real time blowing my simple little mind. You're big saying- garlic, big garlic said, "Will the world think that it's a negative connotation to put us in the world of Dracula's and vampires? Maybe at first, but will garlic be in the public eye, acting as a deterrent to ghouls and goblins galore? It will." And Heroic. big garlic said, "Take this campaign and run with it." So smart, by the way. So smart of Big Garlic savvy. to do that. Savvy. So yep. savvy. So, so savvy. And super savvy. Super, super duper savvy because you're right. Vampire. No one likes vampires. Vampires suck blood. They're the living dead. They have. There's a lot going against vampires. They, vampires in and of themselves don't have a very positive cultural connotation. So for Garlic to raise up arms and be like, call us the vampire stopper. Yes, you might associate us with ghouls and goblins at first, but what about ghouls and goblins? We deter them. We vanquish them. And now we love you. But here's the kicker. Yeah. You don't ever hear about like watermelon stopping Frankenstein or like lasagna stopping Bat Boy or something. Like, how did. Yeah. Why didn't other. Do you think that garlic wanted to be the first of its kind in this new ecosystem where certain foods stop certain monsters? Or do you think that. uh, that it just didn't what do you think was there yeah other foods considered it it's a great question because like in our in our advertising culture right now so much is about copycatting if one Mm -hmm. company does one thing well you'll see so many other companies rush to sort of like do it their Mm -hmm. own version of it Mm -hmm. so why were in other root vegetables or spices right uh hopping into the horror genre and saying oh yes watermelon like you said we also stop werewolves but wait a minute Mm -hmm. we're we're uh we're peaches and we are the antidote to werewolves now why why wasn't that ever done i think billy to be totally 
totally honest with you, it is a yes. testament to garlic super savvy. And I just think super that they were savvy. W- super savvy. And I just think that they were frankly trailblazers in that way. And the trail was so the the, the trail that they charted, uh, the marketing trail that they charted was so off the beaten path that I think mm-hmm. other vegetables and other foods were afraid to walk down it. And, and 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 if I may say, I completely support what you just said. And to that point. Not only did they get uh, the viewers to believe it and buy into it, they got Big Vampire to buy in (laughs) and start putting it in their scripts. Vampire horror movie guys were like, yeah, this is now the new Big Garlic garlic said so. So Big Vampire agrees. Exactly. Garlic kills vampires. Now, Billy, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but let me just Mm -hmm. toss out a few ghouls, a few different genres of monster, and you just off the top of your head, don't think about it too much. Tell me the food that you think would vanquish them. That's all. Okay. Um, okay. So that's all. So first, I want to go ahead and say zombie. Zombie. What yeah. is a zombie? A zombie? Oh, the dead walking. Walking. Yeah, dead. just a okay. living dead. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, lemonade. Lemonade. Do you squirt it at it, or you just have to sort of be drinking it yourself in the proximity of? The you have zombie? to get it in their mouth. Got it. They have to drink the lemonade. That that works for me. Um, let's go ahead and say abominable snowman or a yeti, just sort mm. of a, a monstrous snowman. That one's obvious. It's an alley oop. It's hot cocoa. Duh, obviously. I mean, I almost like, I mean, that that, that seems almost factual. Two um, liquid solutions. I got to get solid. Okay, here we go. Um, give me, uh, let's do werewolf. Let's do, do werewolf. Mm-hmm. Under mm-hmm. a full moon, they turn, the, a man or a woman turns into a wolf. What, mm-hmm. what food vanquishes thine werewolf? Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to surprise you. Like, yeah. I'm sure that you would know the answer, but this is going to surprise you. I'm ready. Hot dogs. Burn. Wow. How does that Burned work? Burned hot dogs. Burned? They have to be actively scorched. Yes. Yes, exactly. They have, to be, they have to be popped a little bit. They have to have black around the edges. But yeah. And here's the thing, Adam. Yeah. They, can't, they don't go in the werewolf's mouth. How you have to put it in its butt. Oh, okay. So you take a burnt hot dog that has like boil blisters yes. and is overcooked, and you yep. have to actually rectally insert that into the werewolf, <laughs> yes. and then, and then does the werewolf then turn back into a man and realize the error of their ways, or does it just evaporate, or what happens? Do you think? So what happens is if you can sneak up on a werewolf <laughs> yeah. when it's not looking and put a yes. burnt hot dog up its butt, yes. first things first, the werewolf goes, ah, woo. <laughs> You go first things first. <laughs> first things. First. Well, that's how you know. That's how you know it worked. It's up there. That's, that's like how you when know you it's restart. Yeah. That's like when you restart your computer and like the new sound comes back of like your computer's booting up. That's how you know it worked. <laughs> if you don't hear that, you're gonna have to try it's, again. Okay, got it. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I don't. I, honestly, I don't know anyone who's ever successfully done it. Um, yeah. So I don't know if it turns into a person who learns the error of their ways or if they scamper off into the woods to be a good old wolf again. Yeah, I, I, I just can't speak to that. Can't speak to that. We have no firsthand uh, anecdotal evidence of that. I have one more for you, uh, and then and then we can move it's gotta on. It's going to be hard to top. All right. One, All right. That was really good. Just one, one last one. Yeah. Swamp thing. A swamp creature emerges from the swamp, is made of muck and moss and gross things. How do mm. you what, – what food do you think could, could tackle that or neutralize a swamp monster? Mm. I think it's also another hot dog up the It's a hot dog up the butt. Got it. Okay, great. Okay, (laughs) great. So, again, is there a famous Swamp Thing or is its name Swamp Thing? Like, is there like a Swamp Thing named like Daryl or, you know, like, I don't know. I I think, I think, uh, I think Swamp Thing is one. I think the creature from the Black Lagoon is one. Never named. These things are never named. Never named. I think it's implied that it's Daryl. I think Daryl is implied. Mm. I think it's understood that mm-hmm. it's Daryl the Swamp Thing, Daryl the Creature from the Black Lagoon. I think that's so just there was, kind of understood. There was, there was a movie called The Thing, correct? Oh, great movie. 
Then yeah. there was a movie called Swamp Thing. Totally. Correct? Yeah. Are there any other thing-based monsters out there that I should be uh, familiar with? Like the not the blob thing, no, not the not monster really the blob thing, thing, not the uh, bat thing. Yeah, nothing is coming to mind uh, at the moment mm-hmm. that has sort of okay. Thing so maybe those are title. just the two big things. Yeah, well, the said. thing, the and, thing, the thing and the swamp thing. Good call. Good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not too familiar uh, with the swamp thing, but I do know that um, if you want to defeat it, you have to yeah. put a burned hot dog right up that butt. Yeah, 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 right up it, and, and they'll say, and what, and if the werewolf sort of howls, does the Swamp Thing also howl? Is that how you know, is there an auditory cue from the Swamp Thing, like there yep. is for the werewolf, that we would yes, know that, it, the, that the it's werewolf, working? Uh, the werewolf, yes, to know that it's working, that the computer is booting up, obviously Correct. the werewolf, uh, the Swamp Thing wouldn't howl like a werewolf. Right, right. A werewolf goes, howl, not a exactly. Swamp Thing. Right. The Swamp Thing, if it's successful, will turn around and go, well, that's my ass. Got it. So you, th- that's just sort of verbal confirmation. Well, that's my yes. ass. And exactly. that's how you know, yeah. okay, good. I yeah. took that blistered boiled hot dog and I shoved it correct- properly and sufficiently yes. and efficiently up the Swamp Thing's ass because it said, well, yes. that's my ass. That's right. All right well. So if the Swamp Thing says, well, that's my ass, you know that um, you're going to be okay. And wow. I feel like that is a great way to end this episode, <laughs> the garlic episode. Of this, the No Choke podcast. I think so. I think um, I think I've learned a lot here today. Uh, mm-hmm. I have an appreciation for garlic uh, that I've mm-hmm. never had before. Uh, I'm glad mm-hmm. that we were able to sort of give garlic love by discussing how hard she is to peel. Sometimes that was helpful <laughs> for me. Uh, mm-hmm. This was great. I mean, thank you, No Choke Nation, for upvoting this 200 plus times. I see why it was such a compelling topic for you. Now I got garlic on the brain, and I will for the rest of the day. So that's nice. Adam's got garlic on the brain, and werewolves have hot dogs on the ass. Correct. For the No Joke Podcast, I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much. That was a HeadGum Podcast.